Welcome to another edition of the C.L. Brown Show. I am your host, C.L. Brown, sports columnist at the Louisville Courier-Journal. We've reached the open date on both Louisville and Kentucky's football schedule, and we're still going to talk a little pigskin, but I think it's time to ease some hoops into the picture. There's no bigger question heading into the season than how will UofL men's basketball be in year two under Coach Kenny Payne? Joining me is someone who will be instrumental in determining how the card season will go, UofL guard Sky Clark. But before we get to that interview, let's start with a little CL Sounds Off. Pour a little look out for the NCAA's independent accountability resolution process. That's a bunch of words jarbled, better known as the IARP. After last week's ruling on Kansas, the IARP is officially no more, which is great because with all the wrist slapping it did from cases with major infractions, no one's going to remember that it ever existed. The IARP was born out of the FBI's investigation into college basketball in 2017. Y'all remember the quote, we have your playbook. And it turned out only assistant coaches and small-scale shoe reps took the entire rap. I could do a sound off on that, but I digress. The 15-member panel of the IARP that would hear and decide cases treated them like court cases that were plea bargained down to reduce charges. Their intent seemed more geared towards avoiding litigation for the NCAA instead of seeking a just ruling. Oklahoma State got it the worst because they went the old route had their case heard before the NCAA's Committee on Infractions. The Cowpokes got the toughest sentence when it was banned from postseason play in 2022. Originally, they got banned in 2020. They appealed the process, got banned in 2022. And the thing about the IARP was that their decisions were final, so there could be no appeal. But <laughs> they let everyone off kind of easy enough that no one needed to appeal their decisions anyway. That penalty to Oklahoma State turned out to be much harsher than any of the cases heard before the IARP, most of which had been accused of considerably more level one infractions. Good riddance to the IARP. But hey, for whatever it's worth, because Kansas was stripped of wins, Kentucky is once again the all-time winningest program in NCAA history. That's enough sound off. Let's move on to Sky Clark. Sky, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. How does it feel just to have that title to say U of L, <laughs> you a Cardinal now? Yeah, no, nah, it's a, it's a huge blessing, especially um, knowing the opportunity we have as a team uh, to to bring some some things back to to the city, and also just the history of Louisville basketball and uh, most recent Peyton, Donovan Mitchell, Russ Smith. All those guys. So, so being able to have the opportunity to be next up is, is huge for me. How much did you know about the history before you got here? Yeah, I knew I knew quite a lot. Uh, not early, early, but I say from from Russ and Peyton on up. That's when I knew most of that. 
Now, I want to start with something nonsensical that has nothing to do with basketball, but I, I noticed during the red-white game some of the tattoos that you have. Yeah. And the one that stuck out to me was Easy e Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, what you know about Easy e <laughs> That was before your time, right? Nah, that's uh, growing up in L.A., I mean, that's just the culture. Uh, obviously, he's, he's a West Coast rapper. Uh, my favorite rapper ever, it's Tupac. So, I mean, if you go through my music playlist, I got a whole bunch of old school artists. My dad and my mom, they put me on since okay. a young age, so. Okay, okay. Well, what inspired the Rocky Balboa tattoo? Oh, that's a, I love watching Rocky movies uh, growing up as a kid. They're some of my favorite uh, favorite movies to watch. Um, and uh, and now the Creed ones, they've been, they've been doing it justice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever run the steps in Philly? Nah, I've never been to Philly. But <laughs> okay. If I go, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going there. You got to, you got to. Definitely. All right. Well, um, and then obviously you got Kobe on there too. Yeah. A tad of Kobe. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, when he got drafted, he's holding up a Lakers jersey when he was a rookie. That was that picture. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you're from LA. You got to have Kobe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to jump back into your junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Is that the last time you've actually played a full season? Because you, yeah. you got hurt your senior year, right? Yep. Yeah, I um, tore my ACL um, July 3rd, 2021. That was going into my senior year. So I didn't even get to finish out my AAU season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it set back a lot of things. But, but like they said, it was a minor setback for a major comeback. No yeah, that was the last time so I played a full season. Yeah. So in some ways coming here, especially being a newcomer here, in yeah. some ways do you feel like a freshman? Uh a little bit, but I, I've had I've had some some really good experience, especially last season, played against uh, some really some really top teams. Um so you know, I feel like I've I've been through it as well. Yeah. What um you you mentioned at the press conference the other day that uh, you and Trey White go back a ways, um, but now y'all are roommates, right? Yeah. What, what would you say you've learned about him as a person for something that you could only know if you live with somebody, you know? Yeah. Nah, we're, I mean, we're really like the, we have a lot of similarities. Like, we're both like just chill, laid back people. Uh, like, he's a, he's an easy roommate to have. Like, I don't got to worry about nothing. Him being loud, him playing music too loud or nothing. <laughs> like, he's just, we're just both chill. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about Trey, though. <laughs> nothing bad to say about him as a roommate. But, but yeah, me and, me and Trey go back um, back to, like, eighth grade, freshman year of high school. And we was actually about to play on the same AAU team uh, in 10th grade before COVID happened. We were about oh, to play wow, in Oakland okay. Soldiers together. Yeah. So and that, uh, that AAU season got shut down. But, but yeah. Yeah. So did you did you play a part in recruiting him here? Like, did you get in his ear? Yeah. Once I uh, once I saw he was entering the portal, I I immediately hit him up and was like, "Yo, like we've been trying to make this happen for years. Let's, let's finally do it." <laughs> so, what would you say is uh, a misconception people have of Sky Clark? Um, I don't know people people think I'm like a a selfish kid or something, but um, I feel like if you really get to know me, um, I'm total opposite. I'm always the one looking out for others. Some people I've been told many times, like I got to put myself first sometimes because I'm always I'm always putting others first before me. So I'm the type of person that like I'm gonna make sure everyone else is good. Then I'm gonna make sure 
myself is good. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what you did when you left Illinois. You were putting your dad first yeah, yep. to, to go look after him. Yeah. What, what was that experience like for you, though? Just kind of putting life and everything in perspective. Yeah, it was very humbling. Um, my dad, he's been he's been taking care of me all 20 years of my life. So for me to have the opportunity to go back and, and help him when he needed it, you know, just like a super humbling experience. Now, y'all kept that close to the vest, though, because I think when it first happened, people had all kind of basketball questions and why, you know, what is it about in Illinois and whatever, whatever. Can you just kind of take me behind the decision to kind of keep that private? Because I think if you would have said it uh, off top, a lot of people would have understood and, you know, you would have got a lot more empathy. Yeah. um, I just wanted to keep uh, we wanted to keep like my family business under wraps for the moment. It was it was a tough time he was going through. I mean, he was losing vision. He couldn't do like just regular daily activities that he was could normally do. So, I mean, I was willing to take the backlash for the moment, but I just wanted to keep it keep it a secret, keep but it everything. Did that still hurt though? Like you know, hearing even even saying when I asked you about misconceptions about you mm-hmm. and and you saying people think you're selfish, like just on a human level, isn't that like is that yeah, weird I mean, on you? It was though? rough, but. I think that's the one of the biggest things that that people make a mistake on is is really just worrying about what other people's perceptions of you are. As long as, as you know, and the people that love you know, like I mean, I, to me that's all that matters. Obviously, you want to keep a good image and stuff, but I mean, you can only do so much. So I think, um, like, yeah, it was rough at first, but uh, I did a lot of, of meditation. Um, um, I really started getting in closer with God. And it was just a, a really time, a good time for me to to build myself back mentally too, because I was still going through confidence issues, dealing with the ACL, so mm-hmm. just like trying to get back my game and stuff. So, so yeah. At what point would you say you felt a hundred percent back physically from that ACL? Yeah, I think um, physically, I say about a year and a half after I was cleared to play, and then mentally was like really this this whole summer working with uh, KP, I feel like I, I snapped back out of that that mental part. I think it's just not worrying about your knee and really just like feeling like yourself again on the court. I think everyone says that the ACL is a nine month process, but I mean, it's really like a two year process. Mm-hmm. I think the first year is to get back like in shape, get back feeling right movement. And the second year is just still working on movement, but really just getting over that, that confidence and mental piece. Yeah. So what what was that summer like here in Louisville for you, uh, especially with so many newcomers, you know, and and just kind of building from there? Yeah, no, it was brutal uh, in a good way, though. <laughs> KP, he 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 been working us, but uh, it's it's all been good things. And uh, we got a really good, really great group of guys that are, are just excited and, and can't wait for the season to start. Now, you, you mentioned that in a press conference, too, that that these were the toughest practices you've been through. What What's sure. Coach Payne like? Like, what what are these practices like? KP, like, like you see him, he may look nice, but <laughs> you go through a workout with him, you're going to see a whole different side of KP in a good way, though. But, yeah, no, nah, it's just he just he just know how to work. And uh, it's been it's been really good. Um, I thought I went to Montverde my senior year of high school. And I thought those practices were hard, but this is like a whole new level of that. In Montverde, we had some really tough practices, yeah. about three hours long, and uh, we was just running and, and doing a whole bunch of stuff. But but here, I mean, you you're really working. 
would you say have you tapped into something you didn't know you had yeah. you know by the way he pushes you yeah i mean you you have pretty much have no choice like, <laughs> you, you have to if you don't then like, it's, it's not gonna be easy so you got you got to tap into like a different mode for sure yeah let me let me backtrack a second so uh, we were talking about the summer um trenton flowers was here mm-hmm. all the summer all the way up to the start of class and then he makes a personal decision to yeah. go to australia how how did you guys take that like how, as a as a teammate as somebody who was bonding you know with him um how, how did how did y'all take that yeah nah i mean it definitely hurt um a lot of us but at the same time like he felt that was what was best for him so I mean, you really can't can't blame the kid, and uh, you know, we we wishing him nothing but the best out there, and uh, I can, I really can't blame him because it was the decision he made. I made the decision to leave Illinois mid year, yeah, um, last year, so I really couldn't like fault him for that. But yeah, nah, there was definitely uh, we were definitely hurt by the decision. Um, he was he was gonna be a a really solid piece for us, but you know, we got the guys that we have here now, and uh, we're ready to rock. Yeah. Now you talk about a subtraction. Let's talk about the addition because yeah. Ty Lord Johnson, it was like kind of iffy. Would he be clear? Would he not be clear and everything? Obviously, he's got the go ahead. What what does he bring so far? What has he brought in, in practices in terms of pushing you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now Ty Lord, he's a he's a great addition. And I'm, I'm really glad we got him and, and he's cleared and everything to play. Uh, he just brings like that, that New York style of basketball, like just that that flair. That grittiness, um, like he's he's always gonna pick me up full court. He's super quick, so I really gotta be on my game. And he's 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 a shorter guard, so he can really get low on defense and just guarding him. Period. Like he's he's super quick, so I gotta be on my my p's and q's on on, on both sides of the ball. But Tyler, he's been he's been really great for us. He's yeah, really have, have y'all kind of played around with lineups in terms of maybe using both of y'all together in any lineups, that kind of thing? Yeah, there's been a few practices where we've been on the same team, and and only good things happen. But um, but yeah, nah, we've been uh the lineups have they switch around a lot during practice. KP just likes to see what works, what doesn't. But yeah, me and Tyler, we've been on the same team a few times. Yeah, yeah. What would you say, and I know it's early and y'all haven't really played anything that matters yet, but right now, what would you say the personality of this team is? Uh, I think we, we got a team that's that's willing to fight for sure. Um, uh, we, we fight every day in practice, not literally, but like <laughs> with KP, like you, you got to fight. And um, so yeah, we definitely got a team that that's fight. We're, we're a team that's together for sure. Um, on a team that we're gonna play hard and we're gonna play together, and we're just gonna we're gonna be out there and have fun. Do you kind of like the fact? Uh, do you like being on a team that you know that y'all won't be voted high in a preseason poll, that kind of thing? That you you'll you'll be overlooked in that sense. Do you like playing on a team like this, or do you like more being the team that's you know the 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 hunted team, the team that's ranked first or whatever, and people are coming after? Yeah, no, I actually like being the underdog. Um, I've been I've been pretty much overlooked my entire basketball career. Um, how you? How would you say that? I mean, nah, you was I recruited I was at the highest there. level. Yeah, I was for sure. But I never me. I I never felt like I got like I was I was ranked highest high school and everything. But I still felt like like I was being uh like overlooked a little bit. But I love being the team that's 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 got to go get it because then you really got nothing to lose um there's pressure but at the same time there's really not any pressure 
And uh, starting up high, it's hard to maintain that over a, a full season. So, so starting low and then building your way up, that just makes it on me even better. Yeah. So I was going to ask about last season and how much maybe fans or, or classmates and that kind of thing. Um, how much do you know about, you know, how, how low things got here last year? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I hear it on Twitter all the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's uh, the past is the past. And obviously we're going to remember what happened last year. But at the same time, we got a we got a new team and we're, we're, we want things to change for sure. Yeah. Uh, did did you get a chance to look at any games last year, like during the course of last season? Did you check them out? Yeah. Um, I got a, a a coach who lets me use their synergy account. So I used to watch like oh, the full yeah. games and everything. And uh, really just to see like how the ACC played. I wasn't really looking at like the why they why the schedule or why the record was like that. I was really just wanted to see like how the ACC played, like how the defenses are. Um, just really like scouting early. Yeah. Yeah, and you played against what? You played Virginia and Syracuse when you were with the Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virginia is a nemesis around here. I yeah, don't know yeah, if you know that. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> well, what, what were your general impressions about the ACC, the brand of ACC basketball? Yeah, it's a, it's more of like a, a faster pace than uh, the league I came from, for sure. Um, I'm going to face a lot of pack line defenses. But, yeah, really just um, the pace. The pace is probably going to be a lot different than the Big Ten. Who all besides Wisconsin in the Big Ten was pack line? Can you, you, you remember? Um, I think Michigan State Michigan plays State plays line. some elements. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I can think of on top yeah. of my head. Yeah. Northwestern, I think, probably played pack line too. Okay. And uh, Penn State, yeah. All right. Well, I will leave you with this. Uh, what, do you, what do you view as a successful season for this group this, this year? Um, I think – our highest ceiling is is definitely getting to that out of conference play in the in the NCAA tournament, getting to the the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. I think that's our our highest ceiling for sure. Um, lowest ceiling is just making a tournament. I think this is a tournament team, so we we definitely have the potential to to be that. All right, there you have it. This is Mr. Scott Clark. Good luck to you this season. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, you for joining me. Thank you. Before I leave out, I'm going to leave a few thoughts on football. Both Kentucky and Louisville enter their respective weekends off after losses that reveal potentially bigger issues at quarterback. UK could not sustain a quick start against Missouri and lost his second straight game. The Cats could be in a bit more trouble considering their remaining schedule, starting with Tennessee on October 28th. I don't believe UK has played a complete game offensively all seasons. I mean, they had the big win over Florida, but in that quarterback, Devin Leary was just nine for 19 for 69 yards. It was Ray Davis that literally carried all the weight of that game. Leary, who is an NC State transfer, just hasn't performed the way he did pre-injury when he was still in Raleigh for whatever reason. Um, It's looking more and more like the style offensive coordinator Liam Cohen wants to play just doesn't fit Leary's skill set. At NC State, Leary was better suited playing in a tempo offense that pretty much stayed no huddle. So we'll see what kind of tweaks they can work out in the off week, but there's not a lot of room for error. After Tennessee, UK has three of their last four games on the road, including the regular season finale at Louisville. 
Now, switching gears to UofL, turnovers doomed the cards in their first loss of the season at Pitt. The fact that they're sitting at 6-1 and one in Coach Jeff Brown's first year should be celebrated, but how the cards have played so far has changed expectations of what a successful season looks like. Brown said it himself after they went over Notre Dame. The bar has been raised. They've only had six 10-win seasons in program history, and they'll have a realistic chance to reach that mark this season with a reasonable schedule the rest of the way. UofL only has one road game remaining, and that's at Miami on November 18th. And kind of depending on what happens between now and then, Miami could have totally fallen apart by then, and that might not be a big game at all after they've lost their last two to Georgia Tech and at North Carolina. But UofL also will face a couple struggling programs in Virginia Tech and Virginia down the stretch that should uh, pad their win total to at least eight. So you're talking, including the bowl game, UofL just has to get two more wins out of four more games. And I'm saying that they're going to beat Virginia Tech and Virginia. So two more wins after that. So we'll see how that works out to get to double-digit wins, though. Quarterback Jack Plummer is going to have to clean up things. Plummer leads the ACC with eight interceptions, and that includes three games in which he threw two picks. Murray State, NC State, and Pitt. To be fair, one of those interceptions against the Racers was like a desperation heave at the end of the first half. So uh, technically, it's not like he was in the middle of heat heated action and and through that pick but two interceptions is two interceptions in a game so Plummer's comfort zone seems to be in the 20 to 25 pass attempt range anything over 30 in the cards will be flirting with disaster he had 52 attempts against the Panthers which tied his career high and in case you're wondering Plummer playing at Cal last year they lost to Colorado when he initially set that career mark in passing attempts the cards are built for the running game to protect Plummer, and that's why they'll need running back Jawar Jordan to get healthy in this week off before taking on Duke. Now let's move to some pickup lines. All right. Well, I had a... Kind of an even week last week, I guess, going 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I won the game, uh, Washington, and well, no, I won Pittsburgh covering the spread against Louisville. I pushed on Washington, beating Oregon by three, and I lost Kentucky against Missouri. So let's move into this week's picks with none of our home teams playing I'm looking at three of the matchups between rate teams. We have Ohio State, a four-point favorite against Penn State in a big, pardon the pun, Big Ten battle. And I think I'm pretty sure I've picked against Ohio State every time I've I've had them in pickup lines this season. And aside from the push uh, against Notre Dame, which I picked Notre Dame, um, I picked Western Kentucky to cover. They blew out Western Kentucky. And actually, it wasn't on the pickup lines, but 
just something separate I was picking. I picked Purdue to cover last week, and they they pretty much punished Purdue. So you would think that I would pick the Buckeyes this week. Still going against them. Still don't believe in Ryan McCord and that offense. And I, I think Penn State has what it takes to kind of get over that hump. So give me the Nittany Lions, and I'll take those four points. Alabama is a nine and a half point favorite against Tennessee. And Alabama, I feel like, is coming on stronger as, as these weeks have gone on. I mean, people probably thought that they were going to be buried after they lost to Texas and just kind of the, the quarterback play that they had or didn't have. And then they followed up with a clunker of a win at South Florida. But they've shown a lot of poise and resilience in their wins. Uh, in the following week by beating uh, Ole Miss and beating Texas A&M. So I think I'm going to say roll damn tide. Take Alabama, lay the points. And finally, we got Florida State is a 14-point favorite against Duke. The biggest question coming into this game, and I'm not sure if Vegas has that inside information, but... The question is, will quarterback Riley Leonard play for Duke? He's still kind of nursing that ankle injury that he suffered uh, in the final seconds in the loss to Notre Dame. Uh, Mike Elko, the Duke coach, updated his his status by basically saying he was day-to-day when he spoke to the media on Monday. So I'm going to believe that Riley Leonard is going to do everything he can to play in this game. And... If he doesn't, I don't think Duke has any shot of winning. But we're not talking about winning. We're talking about covering the spread right now. So I think that I'm going to say Riley Leonard is going to play and Duke will cover that 14 points. And I know I'm putting a lot of, of <laughs> I'm banking a lot on assuming here. But I do think even without him, with their backup quarterback, Duke's defense is is strong enough to keep them in this game and keep keep it close. And, and if I was doing over-unders, I'd take the under in this game. But I'm not. I'm just picking Duke. That will do it for another episode of the C.L. Brown Show. Thank you for tuning in. Please click on those subscribe buttons to make it easy for yourself. So this podcast will be updated every Wednesday when we release it. You don't have to do any work. You can just listen. Please also click on those like buttons, leave comments, and we only take or we only accept positive vibes and spreading the love because we need more love in this world. So if you don't want to do any of that, just sit back, relax, catch me next week. Thank you for tuning in.